0: JR, man, I know you've been busy today. Thanks for joining us.
1: No sweat, guys.
0: How you guys doing? We're doing well, man. So we were just talking about this a little bit ago, and you were one of the first names that popped up because we know all the work that you do at The Athletic and how this isn't surface stuff, right? It's not just watching the game, writing up a report. It's about building relationships and, you know, sitting down with guys and getting real answers. Well, when you see the direction that things are going, and we get it, it's, it's safety in general, right? But, but I wonder from your aspect, how does this change what you do on a day-to-day?
1: You know, I, I think uh, we're going to all learn because uh, today's going to be the first day. So I think it is going to be a little bit different. You're probably going to have to uh, do a little more work in terms of asking some insightful questions at the podium and hoping that the players play along with you and, and give some thought to the answers. You know, Brad, uh, you live that life, so you know that uh, when media does come in the locker room, you're able to kind of have those one-on-one conversations and, you know, go up to a guy's stall and just say, hey, how you feeling, things like that. And you might get some more information that you wouldn't get at the podium. So it'll be a little bit uh, difficult. But I think even the media sees that uh, this is a health concern, and it's probably, uh, even though, you know, precautionary, probably something that they, they need to do, Uh, But I think the bigger picture for the media is that uh, there aren't any long-term ramifications. We're like you guys were saying earlier that these players say, hey, you know what? We kind of like this.
2: It's going to be a huge difference maker, too, though, Jr. Just thinking from the post game perspective, because you know we have it here in St. Louis to where the media pull are the the media relations pull out kind of player by player. They pick three or four guys to talk to, but in bigger markets, those are the ones that are going to be really affected because you know there's no more walking into a locker room and walking up to anybody you want to talk to post game. It's one or two people.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be different for sure, and you know. Like you were saying, uh, we try to dig a little deeper and we try to uh, write stories where people can gain something from the information as opposed to a player just saying, hey, we didn't play the full 60. And Alex, you know very well uh, that a lot of times post-game, those are the types of answers that you get. And then now you put a player at the podium, they're probably going to be a lot more vanilla. So. It will be difficult. You know, I don't have any uh, secrets right now in terms of, you know, how you're going to increase the coverage and and, uh, continue to be able to produce uh, good content. But uh, all we know is it's something that uh, is a bigger picture here, and we're going to have to deal with it and do our best.
0: Well, I know this, Jr. You're going to get the job done, no matter what, what the circumstances are. We know you're going to you're going to figure it out. All right, let's get into these blues a, a, a little bit. And I, I want to hit on something from your mailbag at the Athletic because it's something we were kicking around a, a little bit ago, Alex and I. Uh, the The situation with the salary cap last year, and you got a question at your mailbag. Uh, at the athletic, hey, will that help bring back Alex Petrangelo? Now, we don't know exactly what the salary cap is going to go up to in the NHL, but, I mean, it could be a sizable difference. What's your take on that? Do you think that that will affect it in a great way of how they attack Alex Petrangelo?
1: I think it helps, yeah, on the surface. Um, But, uh, you know, you you got $20 and you're going to the the store to to buy something, and now all of a sudden you got $25, you, you got more money to spend. But, you know, that projection isn't guaranteed. Uh, Last year they projected that the the salary cap was going to go up more so than it did. So we have to wait for the actual figure comes out for one. Secondly, regardless of how much it goes up, the Blues are still going to be in a bind, you know, needing to re-sign Vince Dunn. Maybe they bring back uh, Marco Scandella. Uh, You know, you have some situations with some contracts. Jake Allen, Alex Steen, people have been asking about for years, would they trade those guys? To come up with some flexibility, there's going to be issues whether the the cap stays the same or goes up a a couple million dollars. With regard to Alex Petrangelo, here's how I look at it. I think the Blues are at a you know fairly set amount, whether it be eight and a half million or do they come up to nine million. And I just don't think a salary cap going up, uh, let's say from eighty one five to eighty four million dollars, puts the Blues in a position where they say, hey, you know what, let's give them ten million dollars. So you know, to answer the question, I just don't think that. The salary cap going up uh, puts a uh, you know, different perspective on what they want to pay Alex Petrangelo. But certainly they're going to have a little more flexibility if it uh, goes up towards the high end of that ceiling they're projecting.
2: Jr. in terms of Vladimir Tarasenko, we've kind of talked about when his uh, eventual return is going to be. Obviously, it's not going to be tonight, but you saw Craig Berube go back to the line that he was accustomed to last night against Chicago with Sammy Blay playing with Schwartz and Shen. Now, he's only played with those two four times this season. Is that kind of a placeholder position right now because Craig Berube believes Tarasenko back sooner rather than later?
1: I think it could be. You know, Craig Berube and most coaches, uh, they want to win each game. So for him to come out, would he ever say that he's holding a place for Tarasenko and he's trying to you know, construct his lines uh, so that he can pop him in there when Tarasenko comes back. I think that'd be hard for a a coaching staff to uh, acknowledge, but I I think it does make a lot of sense. Uh, And and we do know that his return is fairly imminent. You know, it could be in the next uh, week or or 10 days or two weeks. So we know he's coming back. Uh, But I think if they didn't think uh, Sammy Blay was, uh, you know, comfortable enough to play there or that he could get the job done, they certainly uh, wouldn't put him there. But Craig Burby's had to mix up the lines because, uh, he really hasn't uh, gotten all that much uh, from those lines after uh, some pretty good success there for a stretch. So uh, I-, I think they like Sammy Blay They've shown that earlier in the season, and, and I think you're right. Um, if they can create a situation where it's an easy plug-in for Teresinko, uh, because let's face it, we're late in the season, and you don't want to be mixing up too much uh, heading into the playoffs.
0: Jr. is it fair to say that the impact of Marcos Candela has surpassed expectations?
1: For sure, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, we had known about with the Minnesota Wild, and then he bounces around Buffalo, Montreal. And uh, he was certainly a named guy, and, and I felt like he was a, a serviceable guy. But the way he's, he's come in and just looked really comfortable, I think everybody that has seen him has to uh, be pretty impressed. So this was a great find by Doug Armstrong, the Pro Scouts, uh, and the staff to bring him in. It was cheaper um, than bringing in the San Jose player. And I think that there's a possibility, a possibility I just touched on, that uh, maybe you bring back Marco Scandella, depending on what his price tag is.
0: JR, we, we know you're busy, got plenty of work to do. We'll let you get to it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate the time.
1: Sounds good, boys. Talk to you there.